Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Hello, Ariane. I hope I said it correctly. I think so, more or yes. less. Yes, That you did. R has always been very difficult for me. I practiced it a lot when I first moved to Germany. I'm like, I have to learn how to do this R. <laughs> so how is my German R? Perfect. You said yeah, it beautifully. it's okay? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You have a very beautiful and calming voice. So I, I, we can start there. I already feel at ease just talking to you. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just a small, short run-through of who you are, where you're from, what you've done. Well, actually, as you're talking about my voice, um, I can tell you that I'm a life coach for women. And one thing I often hear is that they do appreciate my calming voice and presence. So that's one thing I can tell you about. Um, the other thing is that I'm a German-Canadian. I was born in Munich, but moved at almost 18 years old um, to Canada and loved it so much that I decided to stay and make myself a life there. I studied at university, became an anthropologist, met my husband, um, had my twin girls um, in Montreal and, uh, well, have driven through Canada twice and explored all areas and provinces of the country except Newfoundland and no it's only Newfoundland actually all the other provinces I've been to not the territory so so that's I think me you've done more than me I think that's more <laughs> than me because I'm still missing Newfoundland I'm missing PEI and New Brunswick so I'm okay. still missing those three but I've done all the other ones My next question would be, what fascinated you about Canada? Why did you decide to stay? I felt very um, caged in, in Germany. Uh, don't step on the lawn. You can only go to the bank at this time. You need to go shopping at this time. And so I felt very limited in being able to do what I wanted to do. And when I arrived in Canada... It was late at night and we were driving from um, outside of Montreal, the big airport to Ottawa, which was the first city I lived in. And it was immediately, although it was dark, it was the wide open space. It was dark. It was calm. And then all of a sudden there was the Baskin Robbins and, you know, all of, it felt very free and open. And that first night was just like the rest of the time I spent there. I felt very free. I felt I loved the space of the land. I, I loved that I could go shopping whenever I wanted. I loved the openness of the Canadians, the curiosity in who I was, and um, just loved the friendliness uh, of the people that I met. So you don't think it's just a stereotype? Do you, do you actually agree that Canadians are friendly? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, mind-boggling. I mean, somebody steps on my toes and... I'm going to apologize, you know, that basically <laughs> I put my foot there. Yeah, it's, um, I kind of had to unlearn that a bit when I moved back uh, to Germany seven years ago, not to become unfriendly, but uh, 
I think people looked at me strangely when I was, you know, being so Canadian. I yeah. know. Huh? No, I definitely know what you're talking about. I, I came and I visited Canada in September of last year and I was in the supermarket and I'm just going with my cart and there's another person walking in front, like coming in my direction and then another person coming from the left. And then we met each other. And then all three of us at the same time were like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so funny. It is. How long did you end up living in Canada? Actually, 30 years. 30 I was supposed, years. Wow. yeah, wow. I was supposed to stay 10 months. And um, I loved it so much. I met such a wonderful group of, uh, of people. I felt very much at home. And so after 10 months, uh, I went back to Germany and uh, took on a job so I could go back and um, start a life in Canada. I do have to say, after five years, I uh, I went back to Germany for a little bit because I said, okay, five years, wow, do I really want to stay in Canada? Is this really it? So I went to Europe, uh, but I turned around again, <laughs> went back wow. to Canada and said, okay. Oh, I How really was that for your parents? Time. How was it for your parents to just have you say, okay, bye mom and dad? It was not easy, I have to say, um, especially for one of my sisters. We, we're 12 years apart. It was very difficult for her. The same for my mom. Uh, but I have to say that my mom really loves to travel. And so she came and visited me often in Ottawa and Montreal. And uh, we took many beautiful trips. And so we stayed connected, but of course, not, not as close as if I would have stayed uh, in Europe. Yeah. My mom is the same. My mom loves to travel. So she's, I think she's been out to Germany, I think four times already. And okay. every time she comes, she's like, which country are you going to take me to now? Oh, oh nice. So last June I took her, we were in Paris, went to Disneyland. She really wanted to see that. Went to Barcelona, went to Switzerland. Oh. And then you know what she said after she was there for about 10 days. And she's like, but you didn't take me to Rome. And I wanted to go to Rome. And I'm like, mommy, you're so ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't hop on a, on the train and took her to Rome? Take her to Rome? It's so close. I thought from Freiburg, uh, I don't know. But I, I did say, like, look at all these places. I organized everything for you. And you're still asking me why I didn't take you to Rome. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, very spoiled. And she was actually a little bit sad when I moved back to Canada. Because I've been in Canada okay. now for about, uh, what is it, maybe 10 weeks. And she was like, oh, oh, so now I can't go and visit you in Europe and travel. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's too funny. That must have a compliment for you. Mm -hmm. What was that? It's a compliment for you that you're a great tour guide for her. I guess so. I, I, that's the way I can look at it and say, well, my mom enjoys traveling with me because I organize and take her to really beautiful places. But I can, I just have to thank Europe for being beautiful because yeah, I didn't make is. the places. I just go to them and then my mom can just say, I want a picture here. I want a picture there. And we take a million pictures. I, I, it's fun though. It's definitely, Europe is beautiful. It I is. think it's one of the most beautiful regions, diverse regions of the world. From Freiburg, in, like I was right on the border with France. So in five minutes, I was in France with oh. a different language and culture and food and pastries. 
Where I did really you love live? That. Where did you live in Freiburg? Uh, so you... I was not in Freiburg directly. I was to the south. So my village was called Griesheim, close okay. to Heitersheim. Mm-hmm. That's right on the border, three kilometers away from the Rhine. And it's just really amazing to be so close to another country. And then Switzerland is about 45 kilometers away. Italy is about two and a half hours away. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? That's why I love living in the South. I I went to France last weekend uh, with my sister who was visiting me. And, uh, oh, yeah, we had great lunch, croissant, we bought baguette. Mm. And it's like all of a sudden a mini vacation within uh, a weekend. On a day trip. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. So now, now you're back. And the next question is, where is home? Where is my home? That's an excellent question. I would say I'm at home in different places with different things, um, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't attach it to a physical place. Like my parents already moved a, a bit. My grandparents have died. So I don't have that anchor from childhood or one town that we always lived in. And so I would say over the 30 years of traveling back and forth and wondering where home is, I discovered um, that home is within myself, um, but that I feel also at home when I'm in different places. Like when I go back to Montreal, of course, I feel at home. Um, When I go to Munich, I enjoy the memories that I had there from my childhood. When I eat certain things, cook certain things, listen to music. And so I allow myself to build my own sense of home, accepting, though, that at times I will not feel at home as perhaps somebody who has always stayed in the same place and therefore feels very connected and grounded to a physical place. Yeah, I know what you mean. I also get that feeling sometimes. I was like, where am I really at home? Like for me, it's Edmonton. Probably that's the closest I'll ever get to having a feeling of home. But even here, there's a lot of experiences that I've had in my life as a result of my travels that my friends will never understand. So it's like I'm an alien sometimes when I tell them certain stories. Then sometimes I also don't feel like, okay, this is not entirely home. And then sometimes I'll relate to certain German people a little better who've had this experience of traveling. So I I think like you, in many ways, it is a feeling, not really a specific place. But I also find the connections with people who have experienced a similar life or experiencing it. There is a certain understanding and a common language. You don't have to explain certain things. It's just a given. Uh, for example, when you and I talk, I feel that's there because you know Freiburg, you know the south of Germany, you know Canada, even if it's a different place. But you also immigrated to Canada just like I did. You speak several languages. And so I find there is a common ground on the experience. On Yeah, that's really cool. I think you and I share a home, huh? Yeah, I guess that's, uh, you could say that. Yeah. That is really, yeah. And I've had people come on the podcast who immigrated from another part of the world to Germany. And then we share stories that are quite similar. I'm like, I I relate. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now that, that it is a type of home as well. That's really cool. I hadn't really reflected on that, but that's, that's, that's true. 
Um, I find it, uh, it, it, you know, many people ask themselves, where is home? And, and they desperately try to answer that. When did you come to terms with the fact that ah, maybe it's not a place? I would say that happened in France. We went to, um, how do you say, the golden wedding anniversary of my parents-in-law. We were at a beautiful hotel with dinner. And I was, you know, lying there in my hotel room and I wondered, where is home? You know, I'm here jet lag. We're not in Germany. I don't know much about France. I've come from Canada. And all of a sudden, I, I had this moment where it became very peaceful. And that realization, it's, I'm always searching for a place, but it's not a place. It has to be within myself, whether I'm in this beautiful, small village in France, in Freiburg, visiting Berlin, Munich, different cities in Canada or Switzerland. I'm taking it with me. And it was, I don't know, it was that moment. I, I still remember. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, no, there are those moments. I, don't, I can't really pinpoint the moment for me, but I, because I th think I still associate it with a place like Edmonton. Mm -hmm. I've always come back to this place. I've lived in multiple places, but Edmonton always brings me back. But of course, like I mentioned, it's not exactly home because a lot of the experiences that I've had, my friends will never understand. Yeah. But then what is it for you in Edmonton that gives you that sense of home? It's the people that I love most in the world. Uh. It's knowing that I don't have to filter myself. I, I can just let go. Okay, this is me. And sometimes... That means that they get to see the ugly parts of me that no one else sees. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's also part of it because we all have ugly parts. Yes. And in spite of the fact that they see those parts, they still love me and accept me and support me. That to me, I'm lucky. And I, and I recognize how lucky I am to have people like that in my life. I have to say that's uh, very true. And um, that's something I would add to my list as well to be with the people that I love and where I can be myself in the good and not so good days. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Tell me a little bit about the people you work with, because I know you're a multicultural coach. If that, is that correct? That is correct. And um, when I moved to Germany, I was, uh, what am I going to do with my experience in sales and marketing and, uh, you know, being an anthropologist and having lived here and there and um, working with a coach myself, um, I came to a realization that I want to work as a life coach with women who live a multicultural life for a variety of reasons. It could be because of love or work um, or simply a love for a country. So they ponder exactly what we just discussed. You know, they ask themselves, where's my home? Where do I truly belong? And they're trying to make sense of the different cultural elements that they are living with. And um, they're trying to find answers in this cultural, multicultural mess. And I always say a multicultural living is truly a gift. But we get so stressed because we want to find clear answers and we don't recognize how 
beautiful and multicultural life is and all the things that we live, uh, that we experience through it and the resilience that we're building. And it's not just languages or different cuisines or different cultural traditions, but it's actually interpersonal skills that uh, we learn. So the women I work with, it's uh, very uniquely tailored that they get to discover what um, is really the beautiful multicultural elements in their lives. Can you tell me maybe an example of one of your success stories of what was more or less, no, nothing specific, but more mm-hmm. or less the, the issues that they were kind of struggling with in their minds and how you were able to help them through the process to a, to a newer understanding of themselves? Well, I can say that often just as it was the case for me, um, you move because you fall in love with a country or a person and then, you know, you don't think ahead here in the moment. And then before you know it, somehow you have a life, you know, all of a sudden you stayed longer than you planned and you're much more involved than you perhaps expected. And then the question comes up, oh, did I really want to do this? Do I really want to live here for that long? So that's the question. Do I go back or do I stay? Um, I love these elements about the place that I love now, but I also miss my hometown. I live, I miss my roots, my language. Um, then another thing is work, uh, that in the new country, perhaps uh, the women cannot uh, work in the profession that they actually um, were trained in as it is the case for many immigrants, whether to Canada or to Germany, that uh, they're simply not accepted on the same level. And then the question comes up, well, what am I going to do? Who am I? I love my profession and, and now I can do it. So discovering new um, elements of what to do with the knowledge and education I have within the setting um, that they live in. Uh, then aging parents is often a topic that comes up. We uh, leave, we move to another country and our parents are still in top shape, but over the years they get older, you miss them. So these are things um, I would say that are the most common questions that uh, come up and then we work through them. What's the understanding of culture? How with modern technology can you make it happen? How can you work in your profession and uh, work through the answers? And I would say, The biggest thing is really to understand it's not a black and white answer, do you say, or a question? Exactly. Yeah, you have to work with what you have and work through the jungle of all what lies in front of you and find your answer. And that's very unique. Yeah. You know what? I think I would have needed your services when I first moved to Germany. That would have been really great. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, it. I, I, I imagine, and it is a struggle, and the struggle is real, but to be able to deal and live with the struggle is um, is very important because often what we do is that the struggle is there, but we live our day-to-day lives and that it's like an undercurrent that's constantly there wondering, do I fit in? Don't I fit in? Do I, 
you know, work with the language, it doesn't, and you feel a bit out of sorts, and then you feel in sync again, and then not, and and that is an unsettling feeling. And to work through it with a coach helps you get a certain calmness into all of this. Clarity, or maybe not exactly the clarity, right? Because like you said, it there's gray involved. You're not just going to have three points. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. But at least being able to talk to someone about it so that you're not so emotionally charged by the situation so you can find more peace in dealing with it. That would have been very helpful for me. Yes. I was I was lost. I never even wanted to go to Germany. So a three-month vacation turned into seven years somehow. Wow. And there was you just see? like so many things that were unplanned. I was like, why? Why am I still here? <laughs> What's mm-hmm. going on? And because I didn't know how to process those feelings, I think I probably didn't respond as as calmly as I could have. Okay. Yeah. So um, what happened to you? Like not to go too much into detail, but what uh, happened? Yeah, there was a. So my my wife was in her final semester of university, and she said, "As soon as I finish university, then we'll go to Canada." So I'm like, "Okay, whatever. I'll take a three month vacation, do a little traveling. Cool." By December of 2015, I'll be back in my country celebrating Christmas with my family. But she didn't finish that semester. And she didn't finish the semester after that. And then that brought a lot of feelings of, of oh man, with something that she had been told her whole life that she was a really good student. All of a sudden, she started to question whether she was a good student. And then there was just a lot of other things that happened there. Eventually, okay, I ended up having to stay. And eventually, the good thing is I was able to find a place in Germany that I love, which is Freiburg. I Mm -hmm. love the south of Germany. And I will always praise the Black Forest. And every time I get the chance, I'll talk about how beautiful that area is. So I'm lucky that I was able to find that. But those first two years in Hanover were miserable. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can understand. So if you planned it differently, you see, I I wanted to go to Ottawa. It was my decision um, Mm -hmm. fully. Uh, And I think then it's something um, else again. I can imagine what some of the women who work with you, they they probably want to go to Germany, but they don't know what that means to go to Germany. So maybe some of them thought that they were going to work or that they would be allowed to do things with simply the English language. I remember I worked with a a woman from Brazil and she thought, okay, I'm in Germany. I'm a professional. I speak English, that that would be enough. But she couldn't even find volunteer spots, not even to do things for free because she didn't speak German. Wow. So I'm sure there's also these situations. Okay. Yeah. I know that I'm coming to Germany, but then what does it mean to be in Germany? Mm -hmm. Is it going to live up to the expectations and the plans that we had? And then what do we do when the reality of the situation is very different to what I thought it would be, the theory? Yeah. And that's when it's cool to have someone like you. Yeah, you see, I love talking about these uh, questions, this pondering. And um, I find there's a philosophical aspect to it, but then also very practical. Mm-hmm. And to combine these two elements, I find is uh, is important, and will you know whoever is pondering these questions come to answers, because you have to try things and and 
through that uh, find your answers. So next question here is, let's say I'm, I'm a German and I'm thinking about moving abroad, right? I have a student who's coming to Canada in March, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited for her. She wants to spend a month in Vancouver, a month in Edmonton, a month in Toronto. So she just wants to go around the whole country. I'm like, wow, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. What do you tell someone who's about to embark on this adventure out of their home, out of their comfort zone into the unknown? What is your, your, your piece of advice for them? I would say, remember that no matter where you go, it's still you who is going and all that you are, you're bringing with you. Because I think many people move to other countries and magically expect that everything will be different. At some point, everyday life um, happens no matter where you live. And so after the honeymoon phase is over, there is a certain reality that, that sinks in. And so I would say before you embark, do, um, do your research, you know, ask yourself, why do I actually want to go to this country for how long? And then find out very practical things, like I said before, you know, about the money and health insurers and to minimize any uncomfortable surprises. Like the weather in Canada is a, a big one. And I remember meeting the Indonesian boyfriend of a, a friend of mine. And this poor guy, he arrived at the beginning of January and we picked him up, um, you know, we picked them up to go to a party and I was sitting in the back of the car and he got in um, beside me and he looked at me and he said, is this how it always is in January? He was in absolute shock. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that's what I think of when I say do your research, you know, that you know how cold it gets in winter. And many people are surprised to find out how hot and muggy it gets in the summertime, you know, and how many mosquitoes there are. So that's one thing. But then I would always say, follow your heart, you know, be adventurous, go out there, explore Canada or whatever country you want to visit, and um, just recognize the gifts that an adventure like that uh, brings you. And I would say experiences, life experience that no other way of traveling can ever give you. Because if you immerse yourself for a certain amount of time into a country, a language, into a town, you um, connect very differently uh, to uh, these places and to that culture. So yeah, that's I think so. It's the best I, school. Yeah, Traveling it is. to me is the best school. Absolutely. I hope one day I can, I try to motivate my, my nephew and my nieces to kind of see the world and to get an, ex, an excitement for, for what's outside of their home region. Uh, because to me, it's been the greatest gift of all the person I am is as a result of all of these experiences and the people that I met along the way. And that's why when you ask me, like, where are you from? That's a really tricky question because I feel in many ways German. Mm. I feel in many ways Texan. I also feel pretty Quebecois because I've also spent my formative years in in Montreal. I feel like all of these places and you can't put me into a box. And I'm not going to put myself into a box either. So I'm more than what people think I am. And that's okay. I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) 
But that's what's nice when you connect with people who are also made up of different parts, because mm -hmm. then they understand um, and they also understand the life rhythm. Um, because when I lived in Montreal, really close friends of mine that are still friends of mine today are from Switzerland, France, England, and, and um They could, would understand if family came for a visit and you only saw them once a year, you connected with that family really intensely for however long they stayed and, and you enjoyed the visit. But Canadian friends who had their family around them uh, most of the time, they couldn't understand why I would just disappear for three weeks and have a very different focus. But my immigrant friends, they, they knew, ah, family is coming. We'll see you exactly. in three weeks. Exactly. Or the yeah. definition of Christmas, like how do you celebrate Christmas? All of a sudden, the typical old Christmas is for family, as it is, you know, the tradition in, in Germany. All of a sudden, you celebrate it with your friends because you don't have family around. They become mm -hmm. your family and you discover new traditions. Like Easter, we would always spend um, with my friend from Russia who moved uh, to Montreal, we met in French language class. Easter and Christmas, you know, we were each other's family for many, many years, and we loved it. And we put our different traditions together, and her husband is um, Quebecois. So actually, I have to say that it was so much fun to have dinner with them because there was French, English, mm -hmm. Russian, and German at the table. That's cool. Yeah, it was always a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, when I think about Christmas and my different Christmases in Germany, that was the hardest part of the year for me. Mm. It's always been like, oh, because for me, Christmas is family, but not being around family was always difficult. Mm. But I'm lucky, right, that I was also able to develop relationships in Germany of people who I appreciate, who, who, who love me. And yeah, Germany will always be a part of me. It will always be a part of who I am. And uh, you never know. Where can we find you? If we want to connect with you, if we want to learn more about your services, if we, if we want to, to work with you directly, where can well, we find you? Well, I offer um, a workshop on a regular basis to kind of get in touch with your multicultural elements and to find your true self. And that I do uh, via Zoom. But to learn more about um, the kind of work I do, I have a website. And here's the funny part, actually. The website name is German. It means Der Ariane Faden, which means La Fille d'Ariane, the uh, yarn of Ariane, mm -hmm. derived from my name. But the website ending is .ca. So I oh, guess funny. already that reflects That's my... That's like a multicultural <laughs> element there. <laughs> right. German website name with a Canadian ending there. That's funny. I like it. And I'm also quite uh, quite busy on Instagram. You can find a lot about me there under the same name. Um, yeah, LinkedIn. I have a Facebook um, site as well. I have a website um, Facebook group um, about multicultural wealth. Um, that is very, it's a small group that people get invited to or they ask if they can join. 
because we talk about personal things, I share things there that I don't share anyplace else, to talk about multicultural living. So these are all the different places I can be found and uh, always love to hear from people and their questions, insights, and uh, yeah, I'm a people person. I love networking, so anybody can reach out to me. That's awesome. So I'll leave all of those links in the show notes. If anyone wants to connect with you, they can do so. And yeah, no, thank you so much for your time, for your stories, for your wisdom. I really, really enjoyed it. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoy talking to you. It's always very interesting also to hear about your insights and uh, was lovely to be a guest. Yes, thank you. really cool to talk to people with a similar experience of life to mine. If you're a young person, I encourage you to get out into the world and explore. If you're older, then I encourage you to meet people from other parts of the world in your city or town and learn from their perspectives. This world is full of beauty and wonder if only you take the time to pay attention. Question for you. Have you ever struggled to fit in? If you enjoyed this episode, share my podcast with one of your friends today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. If you're looking to improve your English communication, sign up for my speaking mastery course. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.